This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. chat with Dave Wilde in during you know in the last few days and it felt that sort of 60 minutes which was at the maximum of players any player did tonight uh, would be the equivalent to sort of 70 80 minutes probably 80 minutes in normal conditions just because of the uh, temperature so we jigged it around and did the, the game into three thirds uh, took some working out Rising temperatures may have impacted the schedule and the way Nigel Clough wanted his pre-season to play out, but it hasn't stopped his side continuing to impress this week, remaining unbeaten against Championship opposition. A result's goal late on on Saturday helped Stag secure a draw against Rotherham United, before behind closed doors last night, Hiram Botang grabbed the headlines with another two goals to raise the excitement levels once more. Tonight on the Mansfield Matters podcast, we'll reflect on those two games and delve into yet another new addition as Riley Harbottle joins on a season-long loan from Nottingham Forest. We'll also delve into the flexibility approach and discuss why this time around there's a feeling that square pegs in round holes won't be an issue. People playing in different positions, which is another important factor tonight uh, because we never know, we might need them throughout the season. You know, Jordan Barry's uh, sort of filled in at centre-half for us, Ollie Clark's gone back there, Laps has played right wing-back. Jason Law's got a left wing back. Uh, very important that they get familiarised with this. You never know when you might need them. As always, we want your comments, questions and opinions on all things Mansfield Town in the live feed. So come and have your say and get involved with the show. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. This is the Mansfield Matters Podcast. Well, we did it. We managed to survive the heat. Here we are again uh, for another episode of the Mansfield Matters podcast. Thanks, as always, uh, for joining us on the show for the fans, by the fans. Well, we're getting closer and closer and closer now to the start of the new football season. So we're all looking forward to uh, that Saturday uh, in a week's time. And today we've all got our match tickets as well. Well, some of us have. The online ticketing system has really, really done us. Uh, a favour in that one. We'll talk a little bit more about that later on. As always, come and have your say in on your team in the comments uh, and uh, any Mansfield Town-related questions, comments, opinions, 
we want to hear them on the show. Joining me tonight to talk all things Mansfield Town, we've got the Edwin Stowe Stag, Mr. Clive Parkin. Good evening. Uh, good evening, Craig. Good evening, everybody. And we've also got the man who's been out in the, the heat, collecting your rubbish and being an all-round legend, Mr. Alan Wilson. Good evening. Good evening, Craig and Clive. Good evening, everybody. Nice to see you both uh, again. We might get Cam, we might get Nathan pop on uh, later on, but for now it is just us. We would usually do this on a Thursday, but availability this week means we shift it to a, uh, a Wednesday. Well, let's start and get the heartbreaking bit out of the way. Come on, who's going to attack me first for actually missing a game? Who's, who's going to fire it at me? Nobody, because you've got all the, when uh, needs must, Craig, you have to do what you do to, for yourself. Nobody's going to uh, have a go at you for that, surely. Guarantee if Nathan and Cam was on, they'd both be on at me right now. But there you go. Uh, yes, It would be, be absolutely cruel to inflict even more psychological pain on you <laughs> than you've already got. I mean, I did watch it back in full the, the following day. So uh, I, have, I've seen, I have since watched it back. So it's, it's, it's not all bad. Uh, but yeah, I did miss Saturday's game uh, at home to, uh, to Rotherham. So I'm relying on you two to fill me in on uh, what I missed, even though I have watched it back on the camera angles and things like that. But uh, yeah, it's not the same as being there, is it? I mean, Clive, I'm going to start with you. Um, you know, you said sort of in closed season that uh, you, you've switched from the higher ranks of the upper tier to next to Mr. Wilson's box. What was the what was the view like? <laughs> um, I quite enjoy the view. Um, having said that, I've moved again. <laughs> right. We uh, perhaps ill-advisedly chose to buy season tickets on the very back row of the lower tier right in front of uh, Alan's cabin. What we hadn't realised is those seats have got even less leg room than the average seat in that stand, which is not good to start with. Um, it's because there isn't a step behind them to bolt them to. Anyway, without getting too technical, I wasn't that comfortable. So uh, yesterday I managed to switch our two new season ticket seats to two more. Unfortunately, I've had to move into F block, which means I'm no I'm no longer in front of Alan, which means he won't be getting any sausage rolls. Oh, so this there's, there's been a disastrous twist, Mr. Wilson. I know you were looking forward to the gifts throughout this season, weren't you? Yes, I did offer him uh, an nice cup of coffee at half time, but uh, unbeknown to me, he doesn't drink coffee, and I hadn't got any tea bags with me, so uh, that fell on stony ground. But uh, the offer was there. But as for the sausage rolls, well. You know, I'm a, I'm deeply, uh, I'm deeply upset now. I'll throw you some down from my seat in N block <laughs> next season up in the uh, up in the upper tier. I'll throw you some down, mate. Very kind of you. Just you know, just as you're standing on the pitch, ready to announce the teams. Just yeah. when, when you put the clipboard up in the air, yeah. that's no longer the single signal for the, the teams coming out. That's the signal for me to throw the sausage roll. Right, I remember that. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, uncomfortableness aside, Clive. How was it on Saturday? You know, a good result in the end, one all against a good Rotherham side, a good goal late on. But uh, overall, what were your assessments of, of the boys? I thought they looked very good. It was a very worthwhile outing because uh, Rotherham were a decent side and there was no gimmies at all in the game. No one was giving too much away. And considering, you know, the time of year we're playing these games and that, uh, I thought they looked really accomplished. And I, I thought in the, 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 the areas where you expect players to have a relationship you could see those emerging but I have to say we've acquired some talent this year 
Yeah, we certainly have. And one man who is certainly catching the eye at the minute, Alan, is uh, Haram Botang, who scored uh, yet again another two last night in the game against uh, Sheffield United. We'll come on to that a little bit later on. But as a whole, since he's come in, he has really got, uh, you know, people excited. And, you know, if you were putting a bet on which player people were going to be asking for on the back of their shirts, I think the club shop will be doing a lot of uh, Botang 44 shirts next season. It's just like uh, I said, I think it was last week or, yeah, it would, would be last week on last week's podcast. I can remember two things from Exeter. That was Christy Pym and Hiram Boateng. And, uh, you know, it just uses quality, the bloke does. He's got a fantastic left foot. He sees the pass where sometimes maybe not others do, you know, and uh, I think he'll, he'll be feeding Oatsy and Oatsy will have a cracking season. Yeah, it's always good to have that service there from uh, from midfield as well. So, uh, I guess another man uh, we saw a lot of on um, on Saturday, uh, Clive was um, was that of Christy Pym as well. He was involved pretty much from the very first whistle. Yeah, and he had a fair amount to do, especially in the first half. I, um, but he he uh, he seemed far more in control of his box than our keeper of last season did. Even though our keeper of last season was you know, d- deserving lots of credit. I thought Pim looks much more mature and that shows in the way he, he dominates. And his distribution is superb. It's, you know, he, th- he throws out and it's pinpoint. And the players, if they know that's going to happen, well, should, if they're worth their boots, be making those opportunities for him to throw it, throw the ball out to them. And it certainly happened two or three times during the game. Well, this time last week, we had Cam join the stream and then it all went a little bit pear-shaped. He's just joined the stream again. Let's see if it goes pear-shaped this time. Let's see if he actually manages to say more than uh, the two words of, of hello. Where, where are you? What, what's, what's going off? Um, I'm in the bedroom because I forgot we were doing podcasts and Shock. we were just settling down to, to watch the build-up for the football. So... Yeah, are you, forgot about that. Are you in the new place or the old place? No, uh, old place currently. Uh, if we do a podcast next week, I might at the new place. I'm not sure. Oh, Definitely well, the week after, though. Well, whatever you I'll do, whatever you, well, whatever you do tonight for the next what ten minutes or so, whilst whilst we've got your attention, sit still because every time you move, your Wi-Fi drops out. So sit still, don't move, don't play with yourself. Um, we were talking about <laughs> we were talking about Hiram Botang and uh, Christy Pym just as you popped on Cam, and I think both of them have really made a, a, an instant impression. They have, I think. Obviously, Pym's got expectations to live up to. Obviously, we had Bishop that was quite a good keeper last season. Um, and then, obviously, Pim, yes, we've only got him a season-long loan this time around, but there's nothing to say that that couldn't become a permanent in January, for example. I don't think there was, there was never any um, thought that Bishop had become a permanent. That was never going to happen. Whereas Pim. If he fits in and, and Clough likes what he's seeing, then you never know, he might. Because he's that sort of age where he's starting to get into his prime as a keeper, where you'd want them. So, and for what we've seen of him, he's, he seems pretty decent, pretty settled, and um, obviously didn't... didn't. Oh, he did go... He went straight to the side on Saturday, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. 
but he's got minutes under his belt already, and obviously, if Flinders is obviously it's only out for a, a, a little bit because he felt a bit of a strain, but in a decent performance, and he's been able to settle straight in with very limited training time, then hopefully he's he can get more settled and and the performances come along with that. And Boateng is just fit straight in from day one. Very impressed with him. He's going to be a very key part of uh, our season, definitely going going forward and attacking wise. But he just seems that he can just pick the ball up from anywhere and just run with it. He's got the the, the stamina, the pace, and the and the footwork to go along with it. So very very impressed with what we've seen so far. And he scored last. Night was was fantastic. His second goal. Staying on the subject of Christy Pym, Alan Cam mentioned a, a good point there about him obviously being on loan, and we had that worry last season with Nathan Bishop. But the difference this time around is we always knew that Nathan Bishop would be playing at a higher level this season, AK next season when we we, we had him last last time around. Oh, that's a bit confusing, but there you go. Um, I think one key point this time around is the fact that um, he is here on a season long loan, but. His contract will probably be up at the end of the season. Like Cam said, there'll be an option to, to buy him in there. I think we've, we're probably looking at him as not a stopgap, I think uh, an addition which will be here for uh, a couple of seasons to come. Well, I hope so, because he, he looks full of quality. Seems to say, when I've seen him before, he just stands out and you remember those type of players. You know, oh, I've seen Christy Pym before. Yeah, he had a good game, you know, like the Northampton keeper left us feeling when he had a really good game. But, uh, you know, if uh, he's here for the season-long loan, as you said, but, you know, could there be a possibility of, you know, signing him before then, you know, if things happen? You know, with Barry Fry, not particularly being a friend of Mansfield, but, you know, it, it could happen, I suppose. But at least he's here for the season and uh, let's look forward to it. Well, we'll talk a little bit more about Barry Fry uh, in a minute because there's some, yeah. uh, a little bit of news which has come out today which I think is worth talking about. We never usually talk about rumours too much, but we'll touch upon that. As always, uh, keep your questions, comments and opinions coming in. Um, Jamie says, Boateng's looking good. Still need a striker. Um, I was very impressed with James Gale in the Sheffield United game last night. We'll talk more about him uh, later on. Um, Craig in the comments, though, Clive says, I think we should keep that midfielder as well, uh, McGeer. Um, I'm not massively sure about that Dylan McGeer, to be honest, Clive. I mean, he's a very good player. Nigel Clough rates him a lot. He seemed to fit in well. He had a, a good game from what, what I saw on the footage. But uh, I think it was more of helping him out because we are massively overloaded with midfielders. And I think it would take us, um, you know, even with an, an injury, I think it would take us losing one of those midfielders um, on a transfer, either loan or uh, or permanent to open the door for McGeek because at the moment he, he, there's no place for him, is there? No. I mean, to take him on, and I thought he looked a good good enough player, certainly at our level of football. Um, but to take him on, we'd have to ship somebody out. Who would you ship out to put him in? I don't think anybody um, we've got at the moment, we want to lose. And we can have too many midfield players. Yeah, that is very, very true. Uh, I know one player that Nathan Edge would suggest, uh, Alan Wilson, and that would be uh, Ollie Clark. But uh, I thought he uh, he he was doing. Uh, he's he's going to be a good asset for us, and interesting to see him play a little bit at a uh, little bit at centre half uh, last night against Sheffield United. Let's go back to the uh, the Rotherham game, Cam, and what we can take away from that. Because yes, we concede a goal from a set piece, which we probably should do better. 
defending wise. But again, there's this eagerness and anticipation and desire to kick on and and and, and go and fight back. And you know, Jason Law shows what a talent he is, putting in a, a good three ball, and Reese Oates does what Reese Oates does best. Yeah, I think the thing with the Rotherham game is it's the first game where we've really been put under the cosh, really, because we we had spells against Matlock, but you just expect them to come out and fight because we're the bigger team, whereas we've had to go and try and take the game to, to Rotherham. They're the bigger team, they've got the better players, the bigger squad. Um, so, you, you know, you kind of expect that... We, we would struggle more against and that we probably would concede first. But I think it, what it showed is that, yeah, we're not just going to roll over re- whether it's a pre-season friendly or not. We've, we cr- was creating chances before they scored. They did score and we got back in the game quickly. And, and to be honest, it, it, from, from the camera angle, it looked like maybe we were a bit hard done to not get a penalty towards the end. But swings and roundabouts, it's pre-season, it matter. But very, very impressed with the performances uh, so far. I don't think we've maybe a little bit, yeah, sloppy with the way that we conceded against Rotherham. Maybe we just need to. I don't. I don't think necessarily bring a player in or do anything particular. I think it's just trying to um, solidify the defence and and work with. Ding. I don't know. I don't know where it is. Oh, I do. I do. I've spotted it. I've spotted it. Right, hang on. Right, go on. Say it again. I don't think we need to do anything. I think we just need to solidify the defence. And obviously, yeah, Pim... Seamless, that was. Seamless. Nobody will notice that. So so we'll edit that that bit out and just put the good... Oh, no, wait, it's live, isn't it? Live, yeah. But yeah, like, Pim's not been here long. Flinders has not been here... Has been here longer, but same again, it's still settling to a new way of playing and, and coaching and man management or whatever. So you're going to get these little niggles every now and again. Like you'll probably see maybe a few little mistakes in, in Saturday's game against Oldham, just trying to get these bugs out of his system. But would you rather get the bugs out of the system now or in three months time and the absolute wall and don't win a game in 14 again did last season do you know what the, the thing which I'm, I'm pleased that you know we are unbeaten in the games that we've played and we've put in some good performances but I don't want this to sound like I'm being Mr Negative Alan but I really wanted somebody to hammer us and give us a, a tough game because sometimes you have to learn from, from making those errors and the, the more it goes on with us being seamless and putting in these good performances that expectation level just rises and rises again and I just I hope we're prepared for an imminent for an inevitable crash at some point. Yeah, but that's not not particularly forced to happen, is it? Mm. I mean, we might go on a fourteen game winning run, like we went on the fourteen game drawing and losing streak. I mean, it might go exactly the other way. We're going to probably get a tanking from somebody this season. It's usually the case. And oh, by the way, it's McGeeo, McGeeo, sorry. The uh, Scottish player, That's sort of, sort of why I'm glad we're not going to sign him, to be honest. <laughs> why? Can't say his name. <laughs> well, Craig, what? I got it wrong till Martin Shaw very kindly told me. He came down and passed me the team sheet and it says it's McGee 
Oh. So that's oh. fine by me. Oh. <laughs> I don't think we do need to be tanked by anybody, Craig. I'm, I'm going to disagree with you. I think uh, if you continue to build the way we are, is much more confidence-inducing than someone taking your pants down. I mean, last season, nobody thrashed us until Wembley, really, and that was part of our own making. So, you know, we even during the four-team run and winning spell, we, we didn't get tanked by anybody. We weren't a bad side. That was the truth of it. And, in fact, we... With a bit more luck, we'd have been a good side and would have been promoted. But that's gone now. And I think we've we set off this new campaign in far better shape than we were this time last year and the year before, in that we've not had to recruit lots of untried players. And I think if we'd have if we'd have um, acquired nobody by now, I don't think we should have to panic. The squad we've got that are on contract is a good squad. And now what's happened is we've found a couple of really good players to add to it. And there's room for a couple more. I think that puts us in the, the driving seat as we go towards Salford. Yeah, I think it really does. It'd be interesting to find out our thoughts on, you know, next week when we pick our 11 and, and make our predictions, when we look at the, the, the squad shape up ahead of the, the Salford game as well. Uh, let's delve into some more, more comments. We were talking earlier about um, if we were to bring in Dylan McGee, oh, uh, who would uh, potentially go out. Craig in the comments has suggested Hawkins, saying Hawkins, Bye-bye, Hawkins. And Hawkins let us down far too much. Get over it. Come on. Yeah. Come on. We, we, he's, Hawkins he's, he's, is not uh, a midfield player. He, he's, he's, he's undecided whether he's a defender or an attacker, but he's certainly not a midfielder. I'm telling you now, next season he's a defender, he's a centre-half. But, um, again, it's gone. We've got to move on from it. And, and I think that's that's as much as it is. Yes, he did let us down. Uh, but, you know, there are other people that let us down that day as well. And, you know... We've just got to move on from it. We can't change it now, and and that's the thing. And you know, if you want a bright side, uh, Craig, he won't be playing at Salford, will he? So there you go. Uh, right, let's uh, some other comments as well. Uh, Pim's looking good, uh, looking favourite for the number one spot. Says uh, Jamie as well. Who also says, "Have you seen the article in the Chad?" Yes, I have, and we're going to touch upon this before we let Cam go and hear a little bit from from Nigel Clough. So there's an article in our local uh, newspaper slash uh, advertising booklet, the Chad. Um, this week, who uh, are, who have uh, reportedly said that uh, we're in for Peterborough midfielder Ryan Broom and Barry Fry has called him disrespectful as he's refused to talk to us after we uh, had a uh, a good bid um, rejected, uh, well, a good bid accepted, and he refused to even enter contract talks. Two things I think will we'll end this conversation very very quickly, um, and it might sound a bit ranty for me, but I don't care anymore. Uh, number one. If we if we did put a bid in for him and he did refuse to have contract talks with him, don't put another bid in because he clearly doesn't want to wear the Mansfield shirt and there therefore isn't fit to ever wear a Mansfield shirt. Move on. Second of all, we don't need another midfielder. Alan Wilson. <laughs> I agree one hundred percent. I suppose and what no. you could say, so, Alan. Sorry to talk across, but what we could say, of course, is uh, is Broom's been given the brush off. If we had if we had signed him, he'd have to come as a sweeper. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I pers- personally, personally, for me, it's a waste of time signing him because he played when he played for Cheltenham in League Two, and his most effective place was right, right wing, right wing back. What's the point of having next? We've got Kellen Gordon back fit and playing, and he's playing well. 
and we've got Elliot Hewitt there plus the endless amount of midfielders. So what's the point in signing him? If we're not going to sign McGeo, and Clough highly rates McGeo, but doesn't want to sign him because he's not going to be able to play him because or he's going to be leaving other players out they highly rates and whatever. It's just signing for the sake of signing. It's a waste of time. And if if we can use that money better elsewhere, i.e. a striker, if Danny Johnson goes, combine the When ball. Danny Johnson goes. When? If. When? This week. If. This week. <laughs> he only Within played seven. a part, only played a part yeah. last night because we, we didn't have enough players to we rotate. Players. I think Clough has intimated he's, he's got something lined up for him now. So Yeah. Has any, anybody said who it is, by the way? That's yeah, Renneth, uh, Renneth Welfare. <laughs> there you go. Uh, back to our, our friend, Mr. Broom. Let's sweep this one under the carpet and move on swiftly. Oh, uh, oh, come oh, on, dear. get him. Um, uh, this, I can smell something in the air around this one. A, Barry Fry trying to shift one of his players. And B, our local advertising magazine, trying to fill some space and get some clicks on their website. Let's move swiftly on. Uh, we're going to lose Cam in a minute because um, he's not committed. Don't kick off for eight minutes. We've got technically got you for seven. Um, before we let you go, obviously, you know, next week we'll look at our, our squad. Can I just got, interrupt oh, you, Craig? Cam wanting to disappear to watch ladies football is a bit like Broom telling us he didn't want to talk to Manchester Town Football Club. If he's that disinterested, let him go. If uh, that, I'm going then. All right. I had one, final, right. I had final, one final question before. Go, before. Then. go on then. What's your favourite? No, uh, we're not doing that this series. Not doing that. Um, Oldham Saturday. Um, what are you expecting from the and what are you wanting from the final pre-season friendly? If I'm totally honest. I'd be amazed if the 90 minutes gets finished. Because it's gone very quiet about their takeover deal, and I think their fans are still very against their board. And it seems that they've not been going to their games regardless. It just—it's very strange situation at Oldham. So, and they cancelled a load of other fixtures. A load of other teams cancelled their pre-season. I think Bolton was supposed to play them, and they cancelled on the grounds of they just yeah, they knew there was going to be trouble. So, I don't know. I think a win. A good performance. Hopefully, the weather will be a lot cooler, so get better better minutes in the lads. But yeah, just about getting minutes for the players that maybe need it. Well, there we go. You can bugger off now. You can uh, you can go back into the broom cupboard. Uh, bye. I'm done. Bye. Bye, Cam. <laughs> Terrible. See you, mate. See you later. Okay. Terrible. Thanks. Thanks for joining. Is he gone? Happy yeah, days. Uh, we'll talk more uh, coming up. We're going to talk more uh, a little bit more about uh, the Oldham game later on. There will at least be two people in the crowd on Saturday, Clive, right? Yeah, absolutely. We've got uh, the whole right. stand to ourselves. Yeah, we're going to have a whole stadium to ourselves. Uh, we're going to refresh our drinks. Whilst we do that, let's hear from Nigel Clough as he shared his views on the uh, Sheffield United game last night and all the ongoing things in and around uh, the football club and how. The horribly hot weather has affected things as well. Cluffy, over to you, son. It's too by the weather and the temperature. Uh, we had a good chat with Dave Waldy and during you know in the last few days, and it felt that sort of 60 minutes, which was the maximum that the players any player did tonight, uh, would be the equivalent to sort of 70, 80 minutes, probably 80 minutes in normal conditions, just because of the uh, temperature. So 
we jigged it around and did the, the game into three thirds. Uh, took some working out, and especially losing Will Swan, we had it all worked out, and then we lost Will Swan this, this afternoon, so I had to rip it all up and start again. But people playing in different positions, which is another important factor tonight, uh, because we never know, we might need them throughout the season. You know, Jordan Barry's uh, sort of filled in at centre half for us, Ollie Clark's gone back there, Laps has played right wing back, Jason Law's gone to left wing back. Uh, it's very important that they get familiarised with this, you never know when you might need them. All three were, were good goals in build-ups and everything, but the third one stuck out because of the quality of the finish. And uh, It probably flattered us a little bit, the, the, the three-nil uh, scoreline, uh, but I think that's a contender uh, for goal of the season already. They started very well, kept the ball, and uh, but I thought then we restricted them to very few opportunities. Uh, first of all, Christie had made one great save from a one-on-one -on -one in the first half. Um, had a goal disallowed for offside. Apart from that, not too many scares, and I thought we were a threat going the other way. So uh, I thought the system is working well at the moment. It's certainly not set in stone even for Saturday or the following Saturday, but um, I think the players are, are growing into it at the moment. And we've always said we think we have the players uh, to operate that system, uh, especially with the flexibility and versatility within the squad. Absolutely invaluable, honestly. We had, we've got Lucas Aikens as well, who does something very similar and did for us over the years at Burton. Played every single position but goalkeeper for us. Uh, and Jordan falls into the same category. Uh, because he's just a good footballer, he's got pace, he reads it, uh, and a lot of good attributes, then he can slot in anywhere. And they are, honestly, players like that are invaluable. Uh, Elliot Hewitt's back doing light training. Uh, he may join in Friday. We'll see how his thigh is. Uh, James Birch had a scan and will be uh, a few weeks. Uh, just see how that one goes. Uh, Maka was out tonight with just a tight Achilles. Got a chance for Saturday, more likely training next week. Kieran Wallace is out for a few weeks with his knee and the other one is uh, Will Swan. Just felt his groin after training yesterday and just tightened up, nothing uh, serious, so maybe Saturday. Stakes boss Nigel Clough there speaking to iFollow Stakes. You can watch more from Clough at mansfieldtown.net forward slash iFollow. A lot of things to dissect there, Alan. I think uh, I, the, the key thing is to talk about the the uh, the flexibility we've got within the squad at the moment and uh, we saw that against Sheffield United uh, last night we've played because of the heat uh, three lots of 90 minutes uh, so three uh, three lots of 30 minutes uh, across the 90 three different uh, 11s sort of uh, everybody getting an hour uh, pretty much uh, in the squad who was available and uh, like Nigel Clough said in there we had players playing in various positions which included at one point for about half an hour um, a back three of Ollie Clark, Jordan Bowery, and uh, the new signing uh, Riley Harbottle, and uh, two of those players, of course, not nat natural centre halves, but uh, Nigel Clough thinking they can do a job. And do you know what I, I genuinely feel this year, Al? That last time when we had to put uh, when we had players unavailable, it was square pegs in round holes. I genuinely think that we've we've got players within our squad now who can just go out there and pretty much play any position bar goalkeeper. I think I'd agree with you there, Craig. And I also like the looks of uh, when, if uh, young Jason Law can play uh, left-sided, uh, you know, in, if Macca can't play. Because uh, we've never really, apart from Burke, and he really weren't up to much, mm. obviously. That's why he's gone. He weren't up to much at all. But I think he could do a really good job there from Jason Loggs. I've seen him play there before, you know, when he was in the youth team and he had he played a couple of really good games. And I think he's a quality lad who's, you know, got that eye for a good pass. And I think he Tony bodes well, you know, with the rest of the Ollie Clark, Jordan Barry. From what he was saying in the interview, it looks as though 
Barry can be playing every game, you know, it don't matter where he plays apart from goalkeeper. And you never know, he could still do that, Clive. Yeah. Nothing's beyond the, uh, the realms of possibility, but I think it's so encouraging, you know, We've not made lot, lots of signings. Um, we've made good additions, but what we've got is a real, real flexible squad now that can capably sit in three, four, five different formations across the across the course of a game. Yeah, um, and Bowery is actually has proven over and over again he's adaptable um, and he's reliable when he's not playing in his most obvious position. So I, have, you know, if you're going to place faith on someone playing out of the normal position it's got to be um barry you'd do that with um and i also think he's gonna have to be flexible to get any game time looking at the quality of the squad we've now got yeah it certainly is now I, I i think that's what bodes well for him and you've seen you know so far in pre-season alan the the, the setup of, of three at the back you saw it a little bit at matlock when you uh when you, you came along with us for a, for a nice uh chippy in the in the sunshine yes and it was we left we left Clive funneling with some tennis balls, um, and then uh, you know you saw it on Saturday as well. What have you made of of, of that uh, that three at the back, and in particular, you know the new addition of uh, who we've not really spoke about too much so far on loan from Nottingham Forest, Riley Harbottle, who came straight in and hadn't really met his teammates up until two hours before kick off. I'm not a great advocate personally of three at the back. I never have been. I prefer a back four. But if while ever it's working, and if it works, I'm fine with that, you know, to all intents and purposes. But Arbottle, he was awesome. He was very comfortable on the ball. He brought it out of defence. He got stuck in when he needed to. He got the headers when he needed to. It just looked a good, solid young centre half but he's not afraid he's not frightened to keep hold of the ball and I mean how, how many surging runs you know it reminded me a bit of Ollie Clark some at time you know when he was moving forward taking players on you know he's not frightened at all I do like the lad and he can play anywhere across the uh, the back line as well Clive which again gives us that that um flexibility yeah. I mean he was playing for Forrest on the right side centre half he's played for us so far where I think he'll probably slot in most that Left side centre half yeah. spot. I think right side and centre are, are pretty much sewn up with O'Toole and Hawkins. And I think it'll be uh, once Perch's fit, Perch will go into there somewhere, Clive. But Harbottle uh, certainly comes in and gives us a, a little bit of fle flexibility, especially when you know we're probably going to lose uh, Cooper at some point when he's uh, released to, to Kettering on, on his loan spell. Yeah, I, from what I've seen of the lad, I think he's, he's, he's been a great uh, addition to our squad. Not seen much of him, but I have some friends who are, for their sins, passionate Forest fans. And they speak very, very highly of the lad. And uh, in fact, I think he was the under-23s captain, captain all last season. So, you know, he's got good pedigree. What he hasn't got is enough years at the moment to make him the all-round player that I think he was going to become. And I guess that's why Forrest uh, allowing him to play for us, because they'll see him blossom with more real football under his belt and it makes perfect sense for him to come here Alan as well with the fact that we've got Will Swan who he's obviously been teammates with for years there's also players that Forrest know well and um, staff that Forrest know well it's, it's a very very good arrangement I think it's only for, for you know the, the, the fact that Nathan Bishop was so good last year that George Shelby didn't get, get a, a game in, in the league really um, it's good to see that because of that that relationship hasn't been broken in, in anything I think 
the outfield additions will, will go some way to mending that. Because it was perhaps waning a little bit last year when we didn't uh, play Shelby like we suggested we might. Yeah, well, I think that was, like you said, it was what you alluded to. It was down to Bishop, wasn't it? But uh, if you notice, the, the, you said that you saw the match after, didn't you? You saw yeah, it the day yeah. after. Harbottle, there was a couple of times where he bought the ball out and Swan was straight there. As soon as he'd got that movement, you know, Harbottle found him with the perfect ball. And it just looked really good. And, it, you know, it, it good intensive football, in my opinion. But can I ask you a question now, Craig? No, that's not how this podcast works. I ask the questions, you answer. No, go on. Go on. <laughs> Your three at the back, when they all fit, oh, was yeah. Hewitt, O'Toole, and uh, Perch. Perch. Now then, where does Harbottle fit into that? Uh, on the bench. Oh, fair enough. Uh, on, 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 on the bench to cut. I'll, I'll give you the proper answer. On the bench to come on for Kellen Gordon when Gordon goes down clutching his knee after five minutes and Hewitt has to play right wing back for the rest of the game. Right. Okay. Fair enough. I just wondered, you know, because you're you're very you're a big advocate on these three playing when they're all fit, which is fair comment. But I just wondered, you know, if is anybody going to oust him if he starts the season well, you know, and because uh, you know what Clough is like, you play well, you keep the shirt, and he's proved that in the past. No, absolutely, and I think that's why I was talking a little bit more earlier, Clive, about the the, the flexibility because it, you know if if he is playing well, it will allow perhaps Perch to to go to right wing back and uh, compete with Kel Gordon, or uh, it will allow maybe Hawkins to to go up top or O'Toole to sit in that uh, defensive midfield role and and sort of uh, sweep up a little yeah, bit. I think the, the fluid the fluidity we've we've got there. In fact, fluidity. Is going to be another buzzword for this, <laughs> for this series. Um, what we've got in there, I think, it, it, it's it, it's so so rich. You could literally, you could just pick ten ten names, and they could just play anywhere. It's mind boggling for a poor, ignorant fan like me. I like the idea of people playing in the same position each week, and I know where they are and what they're up to. But I'm not sure that the three we're quite enjoy three at the back we're quite enjoying at the moment is the way that Clough will take the league on. I'm pretty sure he'll resort to form and go back to four at the back. It depends on the, on the players, doesn't it? If uh, if he's got the right talent to do a three, he'll go for three. But if he's in any doubt, I think he'll, he'll drop back to four, just to have that extra body there. Well, the quandary um, you're going to have is, is, of course, the first game of the season where Ollie Hawkins is not available through suspension. And then you've not had, really had many minutes for James Perch because he's been carrying a knock. Elliot Hewitt's carrying a knock at the minute. Mm. Kel Gordon's probably not fit enough to play 90 minutes as yet. So, you know, straight away there, you, you've lost pretty much all of them. And it, it does probably scream back for unless you move Maka into left side centre-half. But of course, he missed Tuesday with a knock and a niggle. Barry will be in the Barry will be in the four. <laughs> it'll be interesting, won't it? I'd forgot about it. It's a good point that about Hawkins. I'd forgot about him, yeah. yeah oh. It just shows you so our bottle should probably keep his place and it's and perm anyone <laughs> ten with him. Absolutely. I mean, there are plenty of fans that would like to see uh, Hawkins no longer a, a defensive player for the club. Um I'm not sure is is what we need up front either, but that's that. All these things are yet to be proven. I don't think the lads had a fair crack of the whip because we recruited him to be as a, a goal-scoring front man and he never really got the chance to do it. And the only goals he scored were from set pieces by and large and he could still do that from wherever he's playing. So I think the uh, the 
we had a dependency on him last year and he, he stepped up to the plate, made a few mistakes, but he stepped up to the plate. He got a few tiles loose, obviously, when he, he, he making some really poor decisions at times. Um, but <laughs> you get that in players. I think it's oxygen deprivation because he's so tall. But the uh, the reality is, we, to go back to seriously to Craig's point, we have an abundance of riches. And it's not just a question of picking 11 players and shuffling the pack and throwing them down and see where they sit. They have to form little units. And that's what we're looking for. A good back unit, working with a keeper, good distribution from your keeper, a midfield that knows what their roles are. And, you know, what are we going to do this year? I personally like the idea of a diamond, but again, I'm not sure that the players we've now got it right for that. It's going to take two or three games to sort this out. I think it'll take more or two or three games, and I think it'll probably take around 46, and we'll see where we are at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree with that. And of course, the first game of the season away at uh, Salford City, so it is that time of uh, the podcast again where... I failed to write the number on the graphic and I throw to Alan Wilson. So SSA away travel um, are up and running. They are accepting bookings for the first uh, trip of the season. However, you must have pre-purchased a valid match ticket in order to book your seat on the SSA uh, coaches. I've got my ticket. I've got my seat as well. Very, very simple. So I'm told the uh, the online ticketing system. That's simple. My missus managed to work it and get me a ticket today. Um, if you do want to get yourself a place on the coach for Salford away, come and join me and Clive. It's £15 if you are an Amber member or a junior member, uh, £20 if you're a blue member, or £25 if you are a non-member. And to book your seat, all you need to do is listen to Alan Wilson. Just call... 07967689597. For a moment there, I thought you were going to start uh, shouting the lyrics of uh, Carol King's You've Got a Friend, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll move swiftly on. Uh, Oldham away on Saturday. I already asked um, Cam earlier, Clive, what he wants to see from the final pre-season friendly. Um, you know, it's very likely that we're going to be the only two in the stadium. Um, what are you wanting to see uh, from, uh, from the Stags and Nigel Fluff's men in the final pre-season friendly? I'd like to see us play well. I'd like to see the new players getting plenty of pitch time and I'd like us to win. But that's not as important as seeing the team picking up understanding now. It would be a disappointing thing if Cam's prediction is true that there's going to be unrest. I assume he means by that some form of pitch invasion or whatever. Uh, very difficult to invade a pitch if you're not in the stadium, I would have thought. But the uh, the reality is they have all sorts of horrible things happening there. And I have a lot of sympathy with the fans. Um, but I'm not to the point I would boycott a game just to be supportive of. I'll put money in the tin. I'm not going to not watch my team because of the situation that they're in. Um, but I'm looking forward to seeing the, the players work well together and to gain that understanding of each other that you only get with practice. Same question to you, Mr Wilson. Well, I think uh, you're too bad to take your boots if you're going to be two in the stadium. But because uh, if you can play anywhere, but no, basically same as Clive, a good understanding of what's going off. I think Nigel will probably pick it. Well, depending on injuries, you know, more or less the eleven that he would like to start with. I would have thought, you know, providing injuries, and you know, we'll see what the uh, back centre par pairing is. You know, if. Obviously, with Hawkins not being able to play the following Saturday at Salford. 
plenty of time between now and then. I'm just looking out my window and it is starting to rain here over uh, Mansfield Matters HQ Towers. So I'm going to now end the podcast, strip off and go and stand in the garden. It's been a horrendous two days for being a ginger. Um, if you what do, a horrible thought. You know, you know what you could do? You could just sweep it under the carpet. I've already used that one, haven't I? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I think we've hoovered up all the jokes now. I think you've killed that one now. Yeah, well, Hoover's not a broom, is it? I don't know. We'll work on it. We'll work on it for ne- for next week. But uh, there you go. I if you are going, to... him coming on. Oh, Alan, Alan Wilson's <laughs> little ditty. We're not talking about going to stand outside in the rain, right? That's enough. I've had enough. <laughs> See you you bank on it. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, that's all we've got time for tonight. My thanks, as ever, to the Mansfield Matters podcast panel and to you guys at home for getting involved with the comments. If you listen to the audio version of this and you think, Craig, I want to get involved, how can I do that? Make sure you follow us on social media at MTFC Matters, turn the notifications on, and then you'll be notified when we're going to be live next. It will be sometime next week probably Wednesday or Thursday to be fair as we look back on the final pre-season game at Oldham on Saturday and we'll do our squad review at the end of pre-season as we get ready for another campaign in Skybet League 2. Things are shaping up nicely so far. Can the Stags end pre-season unbeaten and go into that Salford game with a spring in their step? My thanks, as always, for listening, for getting involved as well. We'll see you again soon on the show for the fans, by the fans. This is the Mansfield Matters Podcast. Good night. Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.